It's all about Southampton. The So So Show with Zoe Hansen and Simon Clark. Here it comes again. Another episode of the podcast with its ear to the ground in the SO postcode. It's the So So Show with Visit Southampton. Soak up summer in Southampton. And it is still summer, isn't it? Absolutely, I mean, it is. Last week, what was it? 54 degrees on the Saturday, wasn't it? My pavement was melting. Now, this week, we have a popular arts and music venue, but it's moved to a bigger and better home. We've been embraced quite a lot by the local community and I think part of that is because we've been able to put on some different stuff that's not happening as much in the city. And you will never be stuck for an idea on where to eat out ever again. You need someone to kind of give advice and, sh- and try new places and stuff. So yeah, it just kind of went from there. So you survived the mini heat wave then? Well, sort of, sort of. So we, I think that last Saturday, not only was it the hottest day ever in the world, ever in the history of mankind. Um, But it was also the busiest day in Southampton ever. There was so much going on. And it was literally, you turned a corner and there was some other kind of festival going on or something was open for the first time or there was some sort of art going on or just too much. It was a real attack on the senses. I bet they were almost running out of road cones and barriers. Yeah. <laughs> but it was very good. So on that Saturday, we went into town early, trying to sort of do everything before it got too hot, uh, which was impossible because it was 54 degrees by the time it hit nine o'clock. But we went into town because I wanted to do the little trip up the stairs in the bar gate. I know it's only a tiny building, but it's one of those places that I walk through probably, I don't know, six, seven times a week. And I've never been upstairs. Are and they closed sure it. Are you sure that's it? Are you sure it's just not Trunky Wants a Bun? <laughs> <laughs> but I, I think it's shut in 2013. And because I suppose it's always there, I'd never been up it. So the chance to go up there and see what it's all about. And, you know, there's very little up there, but but it's just so that you know what is up there. And it was really interesting as well. And they'd done these sort of VR things about all of the different places and historical features of the city and what they were used for and what they were in the beginning. So that was really interesting and very historical. And then we go over to Westkey, Uh, But not to the shops. We went to the car park because this is where they were holding that brilliant event that they called multi-stories. Well done to Laura and Aaron from Westkey um, and everybody else involved in it. So three floors of the multi-story car park became sort of graffiti art galleries. There was skateboarding. There was breakdancing. There was music. There was like it was a whole takeover of stuff. And the artwork was so different wherever you went. It had just sort of different themes and and different ways of painting. Um, And there was one that we saw uh, which was a, a huge great butterfly now these you can go and see all of these in the multi-story car park still um, and there's this huge great butterfly in pink and purple but it's been painted so that if you put your hand on it the heat from your hand will change the color 
of that butterfly. Oh, wow. And, and, and that's just one of the sort of features of what was going on there. It, it's just incredible. Our friends from Mural 23, they were involved as well. I feel like I'm all in the art world. <laughs> I'm totally not. Moving in those circles. <laughs> yeah. And then... Of course, we went outside and we went down to Guildhall Square where the Slammer 6 was on. So loads of skateboarders, lots of people on roller skates and roller blades and just loads of energy in that square. It was just brilliant to watch people, you know, doing stunts and just looking like they knew what they were doing, you know. <laughs> it was it was really, really good. And it just felt like the city was alive, you know. And you were stood there thinking, oh, I really wish I could jump on one of those, but it'll probably tear my stitches. Yes, exactly that. But because there was so much going on in town, do you know what I did on Sunday when the Ocean Globe race was sailing out of Ocean Village and uh, the Big Eat was on down at Royal Victoria Country Park? Do you and know the what cricket I did? was on at the Aegeus Bowl. Exactly. Do you know what I did? Sat in your ass. Stayed in bed because <laughs> I couldn't move because I'd worn myself out. I figured you probably would have done. <laughs> the So So Show. Next, we'd like to introduce you to Shane Godleyman, who is manager of Whiskey Blue in Southampton. It's become a popular place to enjoy live music and the arts in the city. So popular, in fact, that it moved out of its home in London Road and onto a new location. So you are directly opposite Holyrood Church, aren't you? Yes, directly opposite or next to Coriander Lounge. That's my other landmark that I use to yeah. tell people where it is because a lot of people know about that as well. Tell us about Whiskey Blue because some people might know it from London Road and some people might never have come across it before. Yeah, I'm sure there's a few people that already know who we are, but I'm sure there's plenty more that don't. So yeah, Whiskey Blue is a, a live music venue, an events venue and a, and a cocktail bar with a kind of sort of lounge feel. It's, um, yeah, I guess our, our identity has kind of shifted and grown and developed a little bit over the, the course of the uh, year and a half or just over that we've that we've been open. But yeah, that's that's you know, kind of what we've become now is uh, yeah focused on the, the live music, arts and, and entertainment kind of thing. And I think Southampton has really embraced Whiskey Blue because, you know, it's not the kind of sort of pop place that you go to what kind of acts and what kind of music would you find yeah it's a it's a little bit of a difficult question to answer to be completely honest because we do do quite a range of things but I think that yeah we like you say we've been embraced quite a lot by the local community and I think part of that is because we've been able to to put on some different stuff that's not happening as much in the city you know I think there's quite a lot of um, more kind of metal rock and fringe stuff that Southampton caters for which obviously is fantastic uh, but if you like other styles of music there's maybe less of that going on so we've done a lot of uh, of R&B of neo soul jazz motown soul um, yeah, I, I try and, you know, that's been a big part of what I've been trying to do with the live music, especially is to try and provide a lot of variety and, and, and do things that uh, the musicians are passionate about as well, because that was something that I came across was a lot of them felt that they had to play the same kind of songs over and over again. And, you know, some of those songs are classics for a reason, but there's only so many times you can hear uh, Superstition or Ain't Nobody. Um, I love both of those songs, but, you know, again, you don't necessarily need it every day, every week. But yeah, so that's been a big part of it I think is working with the local music community as well and talking to them about what kind of stuff do you want to do what kind of stuff do you love doing um, because that obviously brings out a, 
a totally different side of them as artists as well they're you know playing for them and doing stuff that they're passionate about so yeah we do we do a wide range of things and i'm always looking to uh to try and mix it up and and do yeah new fresh stuff so yeah you can find all kinds of things at whiskey blue the new venue how did that sort of come about did you look and think wow that would be an incredible venue yeah it's funny actually because to be honest it, it has come you know a little bit quicker than we would have assumed it, you know initially when we were looking at our plans and projections and things this was maybe a, a, a couple more years down the line but um yeah we we kind of we were starting to outgrow the london road venue there were things that we that we wanted to do that we weren't really able to do with the space that we had access to and things um and then yeah the opportunity to to take on this building came up and and like i say even though it was a little bit sooner um than our plans might have might have said it just just was too good of an opportunity to pass up such a beautiful space and we're you know very very lucky to to be in here so yeah the opportunity came up we all sat down and and talked about it and thought yeah let's go for it and uh, see what happens this is a stunning building full stop but you've got a stage down on the ground floor and then upstairs there's the cafe is the cafe open all the time yeah so the cafe is still open during the day it's actually uh, the same person graham who was running the cafe uh, beforehand when when this building was operating as robin's nest um and so yeah, the cafe is open during the day. He opens from around half past eight in the morning. And then from about three o'clock, we have bar staff come in that open up the downstairs area. And then, yeah, throughout the week, we've got all kinds of different events going on in the evenings and things. So there's, uh, yeah, there's usually something interesting happening here. Um, it's not just whiskey you sell. It is not just whiskey we sell. You know, in fact, um, that, that throws a few people off. They do assume that we're kind of a whiskey bar. Uh, and whilst we do have uh, at least what I think is a, a reasonably decent selection of whiskeys, we're not like primarily a whiskey bar it was actually just kind of a name that the that the owners liked and uh, decided to go with so we do have a decent range of whiskeys but yeah we've got gins rums beers you know whatever whatever you need we've got it so that sounds like a really exciting place and right in the middle of everything as well right and and just look that building is beautiful it's stunning so it absolutely lends itself to being a music venue an entertainment venue and uh just just a lovely lovely place to go Southampton podcast the so so show my heart sank when i received an email this week which said you need to apply for your daughter's secondary school place uh, and i'm like no that can't be no 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 um so uh i go on to the council website now where i am uh i come under hampshire county council the school that i think my daughter will go to um will be in Southampton County Council. <laughs> it's Southampton City Council. You, ca- you can't apply and you can't, like, it says, we don't know where you live. No, you're not in ours. Uh. And then, and for, oh, my gosh, absolute chaos already. But I go on to Southampton City Council and I was trying to find a catchment map and what it said was Southampton City Council hold a digital catchment map, but people are not allowed to see it. That's so they've got the get out that they can say we're not having your sort in here. Right, Is right, that it? right. Do you think? I don't know. I don't know. I think it's said that they I'm can change it. I'm always really or... suspicious when they they don't quite tell you how it works, so they yeah. can move the goalposts. Well, and here's the other thing, right? So, and, and nobody seems to have been told any of this. It's really gone under the radar. Right. Schools now do not have catchment. The catchment areas. That rule and that way of working has gone. 
they now have feeder schools. Yes. So that school will feed into that one and that school will feed into that one. But what they haven't done is told anyone. I think that this will be interesting with estate agents especially. Oh, goodness, yeah. (laughs) They won't be able to charge more for a house that's within walking distance anymore. Exactly. And the reason that I know about their now feeder schools is because a friend of mine moved house to be within catchment for a certain school, but it turns out her daughter already went to a feeder school. Ah, uh, so that was that. And she didn't have to move. But well, yes, it's feeder school. This all sounds very frustrating for you. <laughs> it's fine, it'll be all right. Hopefully by January, it'll all be sorted. What happens, happens, right? But yes, I'm going in the next two or three weeks, I am going to open evenings at secondary schools. Wow. And how old has that made you feel? (laughs) It's just ridiculous, isn't it? Something else that's ridiculous. There have been so many animals badly behaving in Southampton in the last week. So have you heard about the swan? We had a swan on Northern Bridge causing chaos this week. That swan? He's done it before. Has he got previous? Made national news. Yes, if it's the same one. And I mean, if not, they've been conferring and they've said, go on, you have a go as (laughs) well. Your turn this week. Off you go. (laughs) So... He was causing traffic chaos on the bridge, sauntering around like swans do, safe in the knowledge that if you go near him, they'll be able to break your arm. Yeah. And in the end, a policeman managed to get rid of the swan using a high-vis jacket. And, and I mean, it's not like if you're a swan, you can't see a high-vis jacket coming towards you. Right. But they wrapped it up, carried it off the bridge. Jobs are good. And High-vis is doing very well, actually, isn't it? Yeah. Like, the guy wearing high-vis won Britain's Got Talent, and now it's caught a swan. There you go. It's the year of high-vis. <laughs> and then... There was a big cat sighting uh, over by Easton near Winchester. Right. And, I mean, you look at the photos. In one photo, it looks like a small cat that's been blown up a little bit bigger. Yeah. In the other photo, it does look like it could be a big cat. Oh. But you know what it reminded me of straight away as soon as I saw the <laughs> Yeah, story. I know exactly what you're going to say, and it's <laughs> that, the best. That year that <laughs> someone spotted a leopard (laughs) in a field next to the M27 at the back of the Aegeus Bowl and they scrambled the police helicopter with a heat-sensitive camera and they evacuated part of the area (laughs) and they got an expert over from Marwell and it was just a large stuffed toy. (laughs) I still laugh about that. Every time I hear the police helicopter overhead, I just think, oh, I wonder if that's another stuffed, cuddly toy that's been left in a field. I I still... I'm trying to work out how that happens. Like, somebody was coming back from the fair. They thought, right, what are we going to do with this white tiger stuffed toy that we've won? Okay, we're going to chuck it out the window as we get to the field at the Aegeus Bowl. And then this is what happens. It's all about Southampton. The So So Show. Our next guest will ensure that you never find yourself without inspiration for where to eat out. Josie is one third of the Three Course Sisters, Hampshire's hungriest food bloggers. We've been food obsessed for years and years and people always said about starting a food blog and just, I got put off for years, I don't know why, we just don't know, just sort of, um, you get a bit nervous, don't you? You think, oh, will anybody like it or anything like that? And um, so actually it was my youngest sister, Sophie, he said, just after lockdown, let's just do it. Like, what's the worst that could happen? Like, uh-huh. nobody likes it. Does it really matter? And we were like, well, no, I suppose not. So she kind of pushed us into doing it. And yeah, we just started really. Because we follow lots of like the London bloggers and everything. We, and we just felt like there's a bit of a bit of a lack uh-huh. in kind of the southeast, um, especially in like Hampshire and stuff like that. And I think with London, there's just so much there, isn't there? But with Hampshire, yeah. you need someone to kind of, you know, 
give advice and, sh- and try new places and stuff. So yeah, it just kind of went from there. But it's not just about um, restaurants. Obviously, we love eating out as well, but um, we're we love home cooking as well. So and you are brilliant at it, by the way. You make some amazing stuff, but some of it's quite simple. And I even I go, okay, I'm going to give that a shot. I mean, I don't, but I do think, <laughs> okay, I, it looks quite easy. <laughs> yeah, oh, I do that. The number of saved dishes I've got and that I've never made, literally. But it's good. It's fine. I think you think I might make that one day and I just save them in a folder. I think I will get to them one day. And, and you go for quite an array of different things as well. And I suppose because there's three of you and I don't know if you like sometimes you take along your partners. So there's a lot of food on the table and you all try it. And I'm like, yeah, that's exactly what I'd like to do. Go out, yeah. order 15 dishes and try a bit of everything. Yeah, that's the best bit. And, and actually, I always say there's not like one food that I don't like. The only thing I'm still, my palate is still kind of <laughs> maturing on is oysters. But other than oysters, I literally, you know, I eat absolutely everything. We're always up for trying anything. Yeah. Um, that's what it's all about. So, What's the strangest thing that you've tried then? Oh, that's a tough one. Um... I actually think it's probably years ago, so it's not local, but it's when I went to China mm. and I went to one of the markets. I actually don't even know what it was, <laughs> but, um, yeah, it wasn't good. Okay, we'll <laughs> leave it in our heads. Yeah. And, yeah. and what about Southampton? Because there seems to be, like, a real buzz around restaurants and food and everybody's becoming much more varied in their tastes you know there's new places opening up and you're like oh let's go and try it this is brilliant yeah you're really sport for choice at the moment I think with me I've actually got uh, on my notes section on my phone I've got more restaurants on there that I haven't been to even though you look at my Instagram and think my god some people say oh you must have eaten everywhere I'm like are you joking I don't feel we've eaten everywhere at all to me I could eat out more like people say do you literally eat out two three times a week I'm like yep (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> <laughs> yep and that's still Good not enough I'd eat, out seven. I'd eat out seven if I could but, um, right. yeah. but you'd have There's to join the gym like twice oh, yeah. a week to yeah. work that off and where's your favourite place in Southampton then quite a lot give us you your top three right, where, we, where, where are we going to go tonight you said right you're going to go out for dinner tonight where, we, where would I probably pick to go to Yeah. my all-time favourite is Picaro. I do oh. really like it there. I love the food. I love the cocktails, the vibe and everything. Um, and their Sunday lunch. Oh, yeah. Well, actually, Sunday mm. lunch, I, they do a lovely Sunday lunch too, but I must admit my two favourite places for roast in Southampton are um, Papillion and Figurati. Yes. Now, I haven't done Figurati for a roast, but that's on my list. So, okay, right. So, we've talked about Bacaro. Where's the other two places that you're going to go? Because I've said, yeah, you're going out twice more this week. <laughs> okay, so I then mix it up a bit and I go to Betty's. Yes. We absolutely love it there. What do you um, have when you go there? Um, we have like a mixed grill. So again, I'm, I hate having just one dish. <laughs> I don't like because I just feel there's so much on the menu I can't choose. So I like to always have like a bit of everything. So we, we always do the like sharing platters and mixed grills, you know, all of that. So that's really nice. And a bit more casual. I, I like it there. It's um, a nice kind of casual vibe that they do. Yeah. And your oh. last place, your last choice. Do you know what? I like the regatta. Yes, very nice. I, I think actually, I, it's not fine dining, and they're not trying to be fine dining. I think it's nice, hearty 
tapas food. I like the decor. It it fits in. It's nice. It's really good value for money as well. Sometimes you don't want to go out and spend lots of money. Whereas you go there, I think you get a whole table full of really good tapas food, mm-hmm. hearty food, and it's at a really good um, price. A jug of sangria is nothing, and there you go. Yeah, yeah. perfect. In fact, yeah, that's where I'm going tonight. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> They're very welcoming there as well, I think. Yeah, They're really yeah. friendly and really lovely there. So I've still got a massive long list, but yeah, if I had to, those, those three spring to mind. If, if you put me on the spot and said, where would you think to go tonight? They would probably be my um, first thought. You'll find the Three Core Sisters on Instagram only. They don't have a website, but be warned, if you go near their Instagram, <laughs> you're going to be treated to the most incredible food porn. And actually, they make their own as well. They do lots of cooking themselves. And look, I, I just want to be mates with them because they have the most amazing food. The So So Show. Let's find out what's happening with Visit Southampton. Soak up those last rays of summer in Southampton. First of all, some news. And uh, the the Hythe Ferry, they've talked about retiring it, I don't know how many times now. But the big news and the brilliant news is that Red Funnel have now taken it over. Oh, that's fantastic. So it all comes out of the same place. It absolutely made sense that Red Funnel would run it. um, And that's what's going to happen now. So big sigh of relief. Well done, Hive Ferry. There is, and we've talked about this place already today. Thank you, Shane, for coming on. There is a Naughty's Night. Um, that's not a Naughty Night. Mm-hmm. That is a Naughty's Night. So all the best music from the Naughties. This is live with Rachel Lang at Whiskey Blue on Friday the 6th of October. Uh, more music, The Runaway Killers and Simulation Muse are at the Engine Rooms on the 15th of December. We love a tribute act name, don't we, We do. Simon? We do. <laughs> and a little bit different. At Mast next year, this is going to be huge. It's a Julia Donaldson story. It's Zog and the Flying Doctors. Oh, it's, fantastic. It's at Mast Mayflower Studios, 23rd to the 25th of July, next year one of the things i miss about my kids being bigger is that i don't get to read julia donaldson books oh you can (laughs) one of the things i don't miss about my kids being young is school places and stuff like that so uh (laughs) cool right well if you are not following us on our socials please do find us because there's always something good to win yes this week we've given away tickets to the fashion show at john lewis and we've given away tickets to the adele tribute at the grand so make sure you're on those socials because i know there is a massive prize coming up and as we're heading in towards that part of the year where there's always something going on you'll find out about it first and maybe win free tickets if you follow us on our socials have a great week zoe and you simon and thank you for listening you've been listening to zoe hansen and simon clark on southampton's podcast the so so show 